Are you looking to wager on all the big games in sports? I have great news for you. How about our friends at Bet Online? Our partners, listen, they've got everything happening. They're the continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting in your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. And you can get started today. It's super easy. Head on over to the website or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. That's B L E A V. B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. It's officially ice cream season at Central New York, and the locally owned and operated Carvel in North Syracuse welcomes you to come in all May long and try their strawberry and banana twist. Everything at Carvel of North Syracuse is made fresh, so no matter what kind of treat or design you want, they make it happen. Carvel is open seven days a week. Brewer to Road, North Syracuse, America's favorite since 1934, and now offering strawberry banana twist soft serve all May long. So treat yourself to some Carvel. The ML Sports Platter back with you all over the major platforms. Download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. We are brought to you by our friends at the Al and Angus Pub, Camillus Golf Club, Elevate Fitness of Syracuse, and MyHotTub.com. Go ahead and visit MyHotTub.com today. Get the uh, hot tub of your dreams delivered right to your doorstep. And hey, if you're in and around Central New York, you can stop either location at Destiny USA, MyHotTub.com. MyHotTub is a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. A tip of the cap thank you as well to the Swan and Whitaker families for their support of the program, as well as Bowers & Company, CPAs, and Rosie's Corner. All right. I'm going to get into more of my draft recaps here on the show. I'm going to do two teams. Uh, It'll be the Buffalo Bills and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, Why not, right? Just three hours apart, uh, away from each other. Uh, Blue-collar towns, both love their football. Um, So let's dive deep first into into the Bills. And, you know, if you listened to my Pandemonium podcast last week with my man Scott Petoniak and some other Bills breakdowns, I I thought the Bills, you know, really – kind of flew under the radar in this draft um, as far as like teams that had the best drafts. Like I haven't heard anybody say, well, the teams that had the best draft are the Jets, the Giants, the, you know, the Chiefs, the Eagles, the Bill. Nobody's really said the Bills. Um, And I'm not saying that they had the best draft or the, you know, they were in the top three or whatever, but I think they were certainly in, in, in the top five or six or seven. And I think it was kind of an unheralded, underrated type of a draft for Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott because they had such an explosive offseason, you know, with all their signings, you know, bringing in so many players, O.J. Howard, Saffold, Von Miller, uh, you know, bringing back Isaiah McKenzie, Jamison Crowder, uh, you name it. And so the Bills, with all that being said, they had one major glaring hole, you know, on the roster, and we all know that it was the cornerback position. Trey White not going to be back until October, November. Uh, you know, after hurting his knee and tearing his ACL, the Thanksgiving Day game against New Orleans. Um, you know, your you, Levi Wallace is in Pittsburgh uh, now, signed as a free agent. Um, going in with Dane Jackson and, and some others was kind of a kind of a scary thought, you know. And as it turns out, the Bills trade up a couple of spots and they land Kyrie, a guy who is a top five corner on the board. Um, he's a tall guy, uh, 6'2", about 190, 200 pounds. 
Uh, he's great in press zone coverage, which is right up the Bills' alley. Um, he can lean on his best traits in that coverage, physicality, instincts, quick feet, closes well, great tackler. Um, you know, he, he can get up and block balls as well. Uh, he'll have an immediate impact. There's no question about it. He's a day-one starter. And um, let's be honest, right, when Trey White gets back, you've got White and Elam, uh, you know, uh, Elam, uh, you know, basically playing across from each other. And, uh, you know, potentially one of the best secondaries in the NFL, if not the best secondary, when you think about the depth at the corner position, once White gets back, and oh, by the way, the best safety duo in Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer. So just a terrific, terrific fit for uh, for the Bills. Elam comes from the SEC, plays on the big stage. He's played against all the biggest and best wide receivers. I just love this fit, and he's all into Buffalo. I mean, I was at the last Sabres game, um, you know, and he was there in a, in, in a, in a, in a box with, you know, Josh Allen and others, and he was having a heck of a time there, and uh, seems like he's really embraced it. And you know what? He's a player that Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott have looked at for quite some time. You know, Sauce Gardner got the accolades. Derek Stingley got the accolades, right? A lot of corners got the accolades. Kyrie Elam could potentially be a steal, considering that you only had to give up a fourth-round pick, and then you're first for that first, uh, and, and, you know, you get you get the guy you need. Uh, the Bills, I thought, also had a tremendous pick in the second round. I mean, there was a lot of noise made um, that maybe they'd take Brees Hall in the first round. They don't do that. They go with the corner uh, that, that they actually really, really need. And then they find James Cook, who's another player who's just like Brees Hall. He can run it. He can catch it out of the backfield. He is explosive. Uh, he can get to the goal line from anywhere on the field once he touches the football. Played on the big stage. Another SEC guy, right? Like, this guy is such a great fit for Buffalo. He's going to add a lot to the running back room. Zach Moss is now absolutely on notice. Um, you know, he's an above-average route runner, but he's got natural hands. He's versatile, can make people miss, uh, tracks the ball well downfield. And you know what? Now, with Zach Moss not quite developing how the Bills had hoped, uh, maybe James Cook is that guy there. Devin Singletary heads into a final year of his contract. He came on a lot last year. What happens if he wants too much money? And, of course, on the market, you say, nah, we're up against the cap. The Josh Allen money kicks in. No thanks. James Cook comes in, has a pretty good year, and then he's the number one in 2023 as well. So this is a, a short-term fix, a long-term fix, and a great, great pick for the Buffalo Bills uh, in the second round. And uh, let's be honest, you know, it's going to be uh, – it's going to be pretty pretty interesting and pretty great to watch Cook uh, projecting as a great complement to Devin Singletary, uh, and as I mentioned, could take over as the number one in 2023. Let's move to the third round. Terrell Bernard, uh, inside linebacker, um, probably just a depth piece and a guy who maybe you can work into the middle if you don't pay Tremaine Edmonds. Um, you know, they have to address some depth at linebacker. And, you know, Bernard primarily played on the weak side during his time at Baylor. Um, and you know, if you center around his speed and explosiveness, his best value comes where as a blitzer. So let's see if the bills use him on specialty downs, but just a solid pick there again, a depth piece and hoping that he, um, you know, certainly can, uh, um, you know, make the roster and all the rest, uh, come training camp. Now, Khalil Shakir, what a steal for the bills. I mean, this is one of the best wide receivers in the draft. Um, a guy who just projects to be an amazing fit. He's a fifth rounder out of Boise State. Unbelievably fast, great hands, instinctive open field runner. Plucks the ball out of the air and goes six foot, two hundred pounds. And I'm telling you right now, he made the most of his ability at Boise State. 
And a lot of times in the NFL, it doesn't matter if you're a quarterback, a running back, a cornerback, a linebacker, a kicker. It's all about fits, right? Where you go, how it fits. And there is no better fit for Khalil Shakir, you know, than 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 this Buffalo Bills team. Um, you know, he's he's got a, a real opportunity here uh, to shine. Uh, Jamison Crowder is in on a one-year deal. They brought back Isaiah McKenzie. But after this year, right, Khalil Shakir could very well be a, a, a major player as, as a slot receiver number one, you know, or number two um, on this roster. So he has budding potential. The Bills, you know, want to get more game-breaking speed. And I think they did that with both Cook and Shakir. All right, moving on here, we've got uh, Matt Ariza, the punt god, another great selection for Bean and company. They needed him. They needed a punter. They've got to fix the punting situation. Matt Hawk was absolutely dreadful last year. The only problem with Ariza is, you know, you got to hold the ball as well for Tyler Bass. He's not very good at that uh, because he doesn't have the experience, let's be honest. So that will be really the telltale sign uh, of Ariza being uh, a starting formidable punter. Um, maybe he punts, maybe you have Hawk hold. I, I don't know how they're going to work it, uh, but Ariza is just a boomer. I mean, out of San Diego State, I would be lying to you if I told you that <laughs> I watch every game of San Diego State football, but, man, I saw some clips, watched some film and highlights and all the rest, and Ariza just, my gosh, the strength of his leg is absolutely absurd. Uh, the, the last three picks really, to me, are just kind of crapshoot picks, depth picks, uh, uh, you know, see if they make the roster picks, you know, comp- healthy competition picks. Sixth round, they take Christian Benford from Villanova, a cornerback. And then in the sixth round, they take Luke Tenuta, uh, an offensive tackle from Virginia Tech. And then Balin Specter, the inside linebacker, going with that position again in the seventh round from Clemson. But overall, a very good draft for the Bills. I hate draft grades. I've done it a few times, but I, I just, I can't do it anymore. Um, and, and it's just fantastic. Kyrie Elam, you know, checks a lot of the boxes. You know, checks the need, checks the best corner on the board for what the Bills have. Systematically, uh, uh, just a, a magnet for the system. Uh, you know, big stage, all the rest, high character. Uh, exactly what the Bills are looking for: the physique, the length. Uh, James Cook, explosive running back. They need that. They want more game breakers. Uh, they grab a couple of inside linebackers. Terrell Bernard, maybe he's a guy who you can use in blitz packages. Uh, Shakir should be a great speed guy for the Bills. Ariza, you needed a punter. I mean, this was a really good draft for Brandon Bean. Mike Lindsley with you here. It's an ML Sports Platter Edition. We're recapping the drafts of the Bills and the Pittsburgh Steelers. And before we get to Pittsburgh, here is a message from our great friends at Burn Dairy. Before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burn Dairy and Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day, you can count on Burn Dairy and Deli. It's all good. All right. Let's have a look at the Pittsburgh Steelers here uh, as we move through the, the 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 podcast. Which, by the way, you can get on all the major platform channels. Download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five star review. Um, Pittsburgh, you know, a lot of mocks, a lot of mock drafts. Peter King's and some others, um, without any hesitation, had Kenny Pickett going off the board because it made too much sense. Right, it made too much sense for. 
the Steelers to just pluck a quarterback. They need to get the quarterback position figured out post-Big Ben. You know, is it Mitch Trubisky's job or not? Probably not Kenny Pickett to learn under Mitch Trubisky in year one, but could be a healthy competition right out of the get-go, and potentially Pickett could be the guy in 2023. And I got to tell you, I mean, Pickett, I just, you know, a lot was made with the small hands, but he knows the Steelers. He was in the same building, played on the same field. Coaches for the Steelers had a lot of interaction with him. There's already a relationship built. Uh, he's an accurate passer. He's fast. Um, he can buy time. I think his greatest strength is actually buying time in the pocket. He has terrific pocket presence, uh, good touch, uh, good timing as a deep passer. Uh, he can tuck it, scramble. You need a little bit of that mobility in today's NFL. There's no doubt about that. Um, but we'll see what happens. You know, we'll, 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 we'll see what happens. His hands are smaller than any starters or notable backups' hands in the NFL, there's no doubt. Um, while it was a predicted pick by many, it was, in fact, an interesting pick for the Steelers um, because he doesn't offer traits that Mitch Trubisky doesn't already bring to the table, right? I mean, they're basically drafted uh, the same guy. Uh, but he'll compete with Trubisky, you know, in the preseason. But I think, you know, lack of rushing upside, uh, it'll probably go away a little bit from the trend of the NFL, um, and you know what? He's probably out of the group, even though I would have taken Malik Willis, um, because I just think he, with his boomer bust potential, I think if he booms, look out. I mean, if he booms, he could be, he could be Josh Allen. I mean, for all we know, the difference is, of course, he's not as big as Josh Allen, doesn't run as well as Josh Allen, but you get the point. I mean, if he booms, who, but Pickett, you know what? As far as the quarterback coming out of college, who's the most ready, who's the most polished? It's Kenny Pickett and the Steelers get him in the first round with the 20th pick. All right, moving on. Great pick in the second round. George Pickens getting a little help for uh, Kenny Pickett, getting a little help for Mitch Trubisky, the terrific, talented wide receiver and just a deep wide receiver class, and we're not going to see it uh, change anytime soon, right? I mean, the wide receiver uh, drafts uh, year in, year out are just going to be absolutely absurd with the talent because of the offensive explosion and, you know, everybody. It's a premium position. I mean, after quarterback and probably edge rusher, you know, being one and two, you got two way. I mean, right behind that is wide receiver. And Pickens is just a, a tremendous fit for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, a physical big guy, 6'3", 200 pounds, goes up and gets it. Uh, played for Georgia, big stage, SEC. Um, he's got awesome hands. And, uh, you know, he's just a second-gear type player when he tracks that deep ball. And listen, the Steelers draft wide receivers better than any team in the NFL, Right. I mean, look at all the picks that they've had in the past. Antonio Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster, right? They've had Claypool. I mean, all these different wide receivers they've had um, in in the past. You know, what, Heinz Ward. I mean, there's been, just been a million of them. I think Pickens going to be a really good pro. I really do. He's a prototypical X receiver. Um, he's got the skill set to become a true star and a wide receiver one. And look, if he can stay healthy, he could become the best receiver from the class. And that's saying something with Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, right? Drake London. Um, he could be a good one. He really could be. Jahan Dotson. Pickens. Pickens could be a good one. He's just got to have a quarterback to get him the football, you know, and in Pittsburgh, that's where the hiccup really uh, might be. Um, let's move on. Third round. Uh, I don't know a lot actually about the rest of these guys. They pick up DeMarvin Leaf, Texas A&M defensive end. Then they pick up Calvin Austin, the third in the fourth round from Memphis, a wide receiver. Uh, Connor Haywood, sixth round Michigan State fullback. Mark Robinson from Ole Miss, an outside linebacker in the seventh round. Chris Oladokun from South Dakota State, a quarterback 
Don't know a lot about him. We'll see if those back-end guys can make the roster. Oftentimes when, you know, teams take players from, um, you know, kind of outer space, so to speak, guys we just don't know of whether they're Power 5, you know, a school like Michigan State or, uh, you know, or a small school like a South Dakota State, uh, it's just kind of grabbing positions of need and then healthy competition, depth, and let's see if they make the roster anyway. And I think that's what the Steelers maybe did with the last few pick- picks. It's certainly what the Bills did with the last few picks. And the Bills are in a much different spot than Pittsburgh because they are the overwhelming Super Bowl favorites with the way they've played the last two years. Josh Allen, who they've added, uh, star power, uh, uh, explosiveness on both sides of the football, potential Hall of Famers, uh, Hall of Famers right now in Von Miller, for example. Um, the Bills are are ripe and ready. They had a great offseason, an amazing draft. Um, they've knocked on the Super Bowl door. They should have beaten the Chiefs last year. They closed that game out. They host the AFC title game. The expectations are enormous in Buffalo, and there weren't really many tweaks to the roster that they needed as opposed to the Steelers who probably needed you know, a, a bunch more help. Um, the Bills grabbing some of those guys, you know, kind of tweeners and some depth pieces. But uh, Pittsburgh, I think, in, in a pretty good position. Um, you know, those last one, two, three, what, five guys I mentioned, again, don't know a lot about them. I think their bread was buttered with the first two picks in terms of Kenny Pickett and George Pickens. I think Pickett will compete with Trubisky in year one. I don't know as if he'll overtake him or even give, you know, get the reins if maybe he can win it in, um, maybe, you know, maybe he can win it in the, uh, uh, you know, in the preseason and training camp, maybe maybe that's the deal. Maybe they just go head to head, and you know, he has a chance to beat out Trubisky. Um, Trubisky learned quite a bit under Josh Allen and Brian Dable in Buffalo, uh, so I would think that that would be a tall order for Kenny Pickett to overtake that spot. But you never know. And I just think George Pickens is a terrific player. I mean, I think George Pickens. When you look at when you look at this draft, and you look at the wide receiver position, and you go on down the line, and again, we don't know what's going to happen, right? This is all a crapshoot. Doesn't matter where you get picked. I mean, you think about Tom Brady, the ultimate crapshoot pick, 199th overall. I mean, he everybody missed on him a million ways to Sunday, right? I mean, he went that far down, right? And um, you know, ultimate crapshoot too. Like, what happens if Bill Polian takes Ryan Leaf instead of Peyton Manning? And he still talks about it to this day. The night before, he was hemming and hawing, you know, flipping coins back and forth in terms of who to take, and he takes Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning goes to the Hall of Fame. Ryan Leaf goes into drug rehab, jail. He gets in all kinds of trouble, gets arrested. Career's over. He's rebounded nicely, of course, and, and is a terrific host and really happy for his, his health and uh, success. Um, love to see those turnaround stories, but those are just a couple of major examples. You know, like Kajana Carter was a number one pick. Like, it, you just don't know what's going to happen um, on every possible level. However, when you look at the wide receiver position, Drake London, right, was taken really early by uh, by Atlanta at number eight. You know, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Jamison Williams got hurt in the title game last year for Alabama, but the Lions traded up, you know, a, what, 20 spots to get him. Uh, Jahan Dotson right after that, Traylon Burks. Um, all, all those guys were first-rounders, right? All of them. Think about that. That's one, two, three, four, five, six first rounders. And then in the second round, you had Christian Watson, Wondell Robinson from Kentucky, John Mechie the third from Alabama, Tyquan Thornton from Baylor, George Pickens, Alec Pierce, Sky Moore. Seven in the second round. Okay. Any of those guys could end up being the best wide receiver. And I think Pickens has a great chance. To be that guy. 
ML Sports Platter here. Thanks for listening. Hit me on Twitter at Mike L Sports. And of course, we are brought to you by our awesome friends over at Rosie's Corner. If you're in and around Central New York, pizza, pasta, hot and cold subs, and more. Try the wings, unbelievable garlic parm uh, wings, gold fever, mild, hot, and a heck of a lot more you can order right off of the Slice app as well. Our good friends at Rosie's Corner hooking you up every Friday with fish as well as mac and cheese. Uh, fries, coleslaw on the side as well. You can get desserts, drinks, and a heck of a lot more from Rosie's Corner as well. Go try the Meatball Bomber someday as well. And a tip of the cap thank you as well to the Syracuse Fitness Store, Burton Ace Hardware, your State Farm agent, Matt Graham, and Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company. If you're in and around the western New York area, in Victor, on School Street, head on over. Welcome to the Stumbling Monkey. Unbelievable beers on tap. They have got an Irish Red Ale, which is to die for. Their Kolsch is amazing. They have a Midnight Porter, Amber Ale, all the IPAs. Get on over there. Crowlers and growlers and draft beer for all the people in western New York. Stop by Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company and visit them online before your visit at Stumbling Monkey Beer. Thanks for listening. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube you know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks that's what our podcast people are the worst brings you with each episode i'm rachel And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.